Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are now a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. John, if I were to ask you the Kenyon Drake of movies, what would that be? <laughs> oh, dang. I, you always put me on the That's spot. Tough. Little known secret, people. We don't rehearse this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say um, I'm going to say Talladega Nights. You know, it's a little underrated. You know, it's going to be the two of a one-two Will Ferrell punch, but but certainly holds its own. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll give that to you for being on the spot. Also joined by a guy I wouldn't be shocked if he told me he took cold showers. It's the Brad Stradamus. Brad Kilgore, what? what's going on? <laughs> cold showers? What about me says cold showers? Then you get up at 4 a.m. to watch a movie every morning. That's true. That is a little serial killer-ish of me. All right, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. I don't take cold showers, though. The showers are hot. Okay, well, I'm glad you set the record straight for that. Uh, we're down to Doc tonight. He should be on the show in a little bit. He's coming home from work. But what if I told you we had a man to not just replace Doc, but carry the load of 10 men on this podcast? Fellas, joining the pod tonight, we welcome in a man that might be the biggest Kadarius Tony fan in existence, the host <laughs> of CBS's Fantasy Football Today. This is a guy I might advise against co-owning a team with. Fellas, this dude is the 2018 FSGA host of the year, the author of Azer Stats, and he's my idol in this very space. We welcome in the A-Man, Adam Azer. What's going on, man? Is that the golf man music? Yeah, I couldn't find it. I didn't know what to use. I also made you a little uh, little gif of him. The oh, that? Now that's expert Photoshop. A-Man. Right Love yeah. it. Thank you. You're the first person to ever call me a man, so thank you. <laughs> also, also noted Beastie Boys hater. Noted, I hate the Beastie Boys. They, <laughs> I consider them a parody band. They are like the Lonely Island. They make songs that I sound like, like the parody of of better songs. I think I think Fight for Your Right to Party was supposed to be a parody, and then it just took off as just a song. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I could see that being the case. It's a ridiculous song. I never, I never understood the Beastie Boys. Love. I guess I was just in the wrong era. <laughs> yeah adam if i don't stop them this or they'll go on the whole podcast talking about movies and music so i'll, I'll rein it in here I, I was asked before the show i'm gonna read this to you ask azer how much fun is it to live chat while doing mock drafts do you think <laughs> who the hell is that from is uh scott fish so i really embarrassed myself um last week scott was in a draft with us we did a rookie a rookie only draft. We did a super flex uh, dynasty startup <clears throat> mock draft. But before we did that, we did a rookie only draft in the draft room and Heath ran it. And all we had to do was it, we, it was a non snake. I don't know why it was a non snake. It would have been so much easier if he had just made it a snake draft, but Heath ran it. And um, 
all you had to do was, was name a rookie. But I said, hey, can we actually make the draft picks so that way we can see which ones are off the board? It will be easier. So he's like, fine. Because this is something we did the week before when Heath wasn't there and a different rookie only draft, but whatever. So um, everything was going fairly smoothly, smoothly, smoothly. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, because it was a, it was a non-snake draft, there were times when it, you would be on the clock, but it really wouldn't be your pick, if that makes sense. So in the even number rounds, right? So um, I thought we were in an even number round and I was on the clock and I wouldn't pick. And he's like, make a pick. I'm like, it's not my pick. He's like, make a pick. It's not my pick. He's like, it is your pick. And then I saw we were in an odd number round and I was like, oh, it's my pick. So I screwed up a few times, but I was making my notes for an upcoming podcast. I sort of had an excuse and I wasn't paying attention and everybody was just killing me in the chat room, including Scott. Was it this podcast? <laughs> no, it was fantasy football today. I was making, I was getting ready. We were about to record an episode actually during the draft. So I was trying to get ready and do a mock draft at the same time. And you really humiliated myself. What kind of sorcery is with like even number, odd number rounds? I've never even heard of a draft like that. Well, no. So, you know, like I'm not explaining it right. So in a snake draft, you know, I had the 10th pick, which means I had the what, 15th pick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Right. So the 15th pick in this draft though, was not my pick because that was the even number round and it was a non snake startup dynasty draft. And we were just using the draft room to clear the rookies as they got picked. So it'd be easier for us to see who was available. You know what I mean? We're doing this rookie only mock draft. And does this make any sense? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, so in the second, so in the third round, it was actually my turn and I thought we were in an even number round, and I, it was the third pick of the round. I thought it was the team team three, but it was actually me. Whatever. So anyway, I I was as confused that day as all of you are now. Yeah, that's pretty confused. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brad, you yeah. got it right. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'll, I'll, I'll you, say man. I got it. Yeah. Riveting, right. riveting draft talk. <laughs> suck, dude. Uh, oh, so <laughs> I was also I was I was promised to mention also. Azer is the best host bar none of any podcast host out there, not just on air talent, the way he preps and more. Love that guy. Frank. Oh, that one's from you, David. Well, that's that obviously, <laughs> but no, Scott said that too. <laughs> is that was that from Frank? That was from Scott. Scott White? No, no, uh, Scott Fish. Oh, Scott Fish. Oh, okay. Oh, well, thank you, Scott. No, Scott's the like nice sour guy. patch kid, man. He gives you some some uh, shame and some love. I love Scott. <laughs> Scott Fish is the be- best in the business. Great guy. Yeah, we we love Scott Fish here. Um, but we got a great show tonight. We got a lot of fun stuff planned here. Uh, tonight's episode, we have the NFC East preview. Our division previews are set to commence as uh, we're set to, to uh, boom it here with the Adam Azer kicking this off for us here. We got eight divisions. So obviously, first one tonight. We're going to look at fantasy relevant positions for all of the players in the NFC East. And we're going to look at impact rookies, breakout sleepers, and busts. Of course, Adam's going to be talking about his Giants, making sure that he uh, educates you guys on who to look at and who to stay away from on that team. And of course, these other guys here will give their thoughts on some of these other teams here. Then we'll move to our question of the week. Which current NFL player do you think would be the best actor? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah. Okay. Adam, I, I was temp- I was thinking if I wanted to do that or not. I was like, do I want to break his eardrums? But it's kind of my thing. I, I preemptively turned mine down. That was great. I loved it. 
It's help help bring up energy, you know. It's uh absolutely you know, you gotta feel it. There are times when I feel like our show is just like we're all a little little calm, you know, and I just have to sort of do something silly to get the guys going. So I respect that. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh well we got some not a ton of news, obviously. It's like a kind of a slow time for news coming in right now. But uh I'm wondering, have you have you seen these quads, Adam? Because uh those are massive. And Mike Davis photoshopped on me, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been the talk of Twitter recently, and he's even talking about it himself. So uh, I'm curious. Obviously, you know he's in a great situation in Atlanta right now. Uh, there's not really any competition there. Do you think that uh, this picture alone could bump him up a couple rounds? What are you thinking? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope people don't really care that much about his quads. Uh, Saquon Barkley has the, some of the craziest, most athletic legs I've ever seen. And he's had leg injuries two years in a row. So the quads really shouldn't mean anything. But as Heath said on our show today, actually, and I think he also said it on Monday, I wasn't on the show. Um, maybe we should just stop overthinking this Mike Davis thing. And he should probably be about a, a RB 20 or something like that. I'm not going to be as high on him as Heath will be. I don't really, I, I can't just assume that he's going to, get the job he probably will but uh you know we got to see how look we have preseason this year you know we have training camp this year normal training camp we have reporter access more so so we won't have to make these guesses we'll have a better idea of it if he's the lead running back for atlanta then he's a solid number two running back but with the possibility to lose the job so um i just don't think he's that good i know he breaks a lot of tackles but he had a great start last year and then he was extremely pedestrian I wouldn't want to put too many of my hopes on Mike Davis and, and I wouldn't want to put any hopes on anyone's thighs. <laughs> when are we going to stop being surprised that athletes are athletic? Yeah. Like, they, like those pictures of DK Metcalf being strong. People are like, Oh, he's strong. It's like, well, yeah, he's a professional athlete. Come Tim, on guys. Tim, get Tebow, it Tim Tebow is going to look like Mike Davis by like week five. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it, but uh, hopefully he's actually not on the, the roster at that point so we don't actually have to talk about him i don't know how i know you guys are obviously talking about on the show but i'm sure it gets so repetitive you're just like enough with this we haven't really talked about it that much i don't think we got we take it too seriously i don't see how he's going to have any fantasy value he's not going to be running routes catching passes as a as a tight end threat i think he could if he makes the team someone tweeted me today i think i may have even brought this up on the show is he could play like a Taysom hill role and, oh, I was waiting for that. Yeah, right? the eligibility. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, he could. He, bad I, take. I him being good in that role, but he's also thirty-four. So, but it, but there's anything I feel like he could do would be kind of gadget plays. But this there's is a bad take. This is a bad take. Don't <laughs> doubt him. There's too much doubt going on right now for Tim Tebow. I don't have a counter argument yet. I'm gonna think of one eventually. But I'm telling you, <laughs> he's gonna start. He's gonna be. He's gonna do something crazy like be like a a top ten fantasy tight end this year. Tim Tebow. I'm telling you. Don't sleep on him. He's got too much doubt. Oh boy! Oh, you're going to lose Adam. Thanks, Rad. So. <laughs> no, I just well, I think uh, you know he was appropriately doubted in, in baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'll be appropriately doubted in football now. We'll see. We'll see. Well, there's some other more news. There's a lot of Texans news. They uh, signed Tawan Taylor to, I mean, a one-year deal. It's nothing crazy. Veterans minimum. He'll be in the mix there. They signed this uh, dump truck of a man, Jeff Driscoll. To uh, Adam, have you ever seen that picture? Wow, there? there's some cheeks right there. I have not seen that. I, I thought that was from Magic Mike. Yeah, that looks that looks like the blue <laughs> mask. Real? Is that photoshopped? 
No, no, no. It's it was I, all the uh, the girls in the fantasy football it was, a, it I was a it was a human day. And... I'm moving yeah. the man up on my draft boards right now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so they signed the dump truck known as Jeff Driscoll to a one year, two and a half million dollar deal. But the the key thing I saw was Deshaun Watson. The, the deposition is not going to be till February 22nd, over a week after the Super Bowl. So unless there's a settlement prior to that date, Watson could theoretically be able to play the entire 21 campaign no. with Houston. Uh, no, you, no, no, no. You guys He's are got, Adam. What do you think? And are you uh? Is, is he playing with take the legal stuff out of it? Just your gut. Is he playing week one for the Texans? <laughs> Why would you take the legal stuff out? I mean, of we're it? not. It's not a legal discussion. It's more just like a plain. That I mean, that, you can't that remove is, it out of it. Is he playing? The all? reason he's well, not going to play. That was a big deal that that the depth that he can't be deposed until after the Super Bowl. Now the Texans can can safely make the Super Bowl with John <laughs> Watson. Uh, no, I I think I think he'll get traded. I, I don't really think he's going to be back. That's that seems like a really toxic situation. Feels feels like let it feels even shakier than the Aaron Rodgers situation to me. Like all the Packers have to do is fire Brian Gutenkust. Uh, I don't know what the Texans need to do to keep Deshaun Watson. I don't know how much they want him right now. I I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't mean that to say that as if they don't, but obviously it's been a tumultuous offseason for him. Now, even if the legal process doesn't play out, the NFL could obviously, obviously still put him on the exempt list. So um, we don't know. It's, it's too much to speculate. But I would, say, I would say week one for either being on the exempt list or being on a different team, I do not see him on the Texans. That's fair. I, I could see that. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch how it plays out. I think right now he's ranked as QB 25 on fantasy pros. Uh, so it'll be, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, if you're, if you go and you take that risk and he ends up playing week one somewhere, uh, that's going to be huge value. So we'll see how that plays out. That's but, an interesting take that you think he's going to be traded. Actually. I, I, don't, I think he's kind of untouchable right now. I think we're up to like 44 women accusing him. Like that's, that's yeah, kind of wild. Let's put a bookmark in this, yeah. uh, and we'll let's move to more football news here. Uh, the last bit of news I want to talk about: Julio Jones going on undisputed, he's talking about how upset he is. That face does not look like the man that's happy where he's at right now. Uh, he's rumored to go to New England. Said no to Dallas. Uh, so go around the horn real quick. Just give where you think he's going to go. Obviously, they couldn't keep him for the money that he has on his contract. Adam, week one, where's Julio Jones playing? Yeah, I, I, have, I have no idea. I'll just say the Chargers. I, I know they've been rumored, so let's go with the Chargers. Doc? I hate to say it, but the Chiefs. Ooh, okay. I like that. Uh, Brad? I like the Ravens. Oh, God, let's hope not. John? Titans. All right. Fair enough. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure you never miss one by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Want to hear more Triple Play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and basketball show you can check out, available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about hooking the boys up with a five-star rating and review to support the show? Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TripPlayFantasy and the website TripPlayFantasy.com. You'll see Doc tweet about things you don't care about, but somehow gets interaction. You'll see tons of articles, videos, podcasts, and even some movie reviews from those two gentlemen on the right side of your screen. Make sure you check that stuff out. And remember, if you're looking for a podcast that's going to make you feel like you're back in the good old days, like the 1990s, I'm talking about where sugar was on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You call your girlfriend from a phone booth, and Twitter sounded like something you did with your thumbs. Then look no further than this podcast right here, because I'm telling you, it just might change your life. If you're listening... 
<laughs> if you're watching the live version, we're not going anywhere. If you're listening to the podcast version, we got to pay our bills and we'll jump right back in after these quick messages from our sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. So, NFC East preview. Adam, is it weird like being on the other side of this when you have to do like all the talking? No, I love it. It's fun. <laughs> you guys are doing awesome. How old are you guys, by the way? Uh, I'm 29, and then the, you guys are all pretty much 27, 26. 27. That's Aaron, 43. <laughs> you think in your 90s? You guys yeah, are no, David made that up. And why would be why would be calling from the phone booth be a good old day thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's nostalgia. You have no idea what a phone booth is. Are you kidding? I used to I used to go to TGI Fridays and they had these phone booths in there, and me and my friends would just like hang out in there while we waited for our food. I'm a 90s kid. You're a 2000s Adam, kid, man. Adam, have you ever heard of a show called Super Friends? Yeah, I've heard of Super Friends. Yes, thank oh, you. Wow. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. I won't get into that debate. Uh, Graham, Graham Barfield said he never heard of the show and, and acted like I was from another planet. But no, but Adam, I grew up. some like, of the super friends are. Adam, the I thing is, if you were born before 95, you're a 90s baby. You round down. No, but you didn't grow up in the 90s. You grew up in the 2000s, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I remember. Some, I think I was in kindergarten in 1990. <laughs> I, yeah, I was born in the 80s, but I'm a 90s kid. I'm a blind melon, Stone Temple Pilots. Like, I'm a 90s kid, you know. Beastie Boys hating. So, <laughs> wait, can we be 90s Can we be nineties babies, but 2000s kids? Yeah. Is that how it works? I'm Absolutely. an 80s kid. I'm an 80s baby, but a 90s kid. I mean, all of my, my memories are from the 90s. My first memories. My cinnamon toast crunch days are from the 90s. <laughs> Okay. Know, did you know that they came out and said that the churros ones are the original recipe from the original Crows Crunch, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know the churros. Well, wow. I have a kid now, and if you have any of you have kids, uh, no, no, not yet. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> those those types of cereals are are like poison. Nobody for <laughs> kids those cereals anymore. It's just like Cheerios, and that's it. Those it's it's a. I can't believe you guys used to drink Coca Cola. <laughs> nobody has that stuff anymore I, in my opinion another time. more brand talk they gotta pay us another, <laughs> another date in another General time Mills, cut us a check we'll have yeah. to we'll have to go over those serial rankings you guys had because those wow. were awful but I, I had i think disagreements with every single tier you guys put in that was mike right i believe way yeah, to yeah. suck up to your guest david no but like no I, i'm saying he was wrong that's that i'm how's that sucking up it was sarcasm. You obviously oh, can't you detect it. Cap- Captain Crunch is the best, but we, well, that's a that's for another day. Top All right. Point. NFC East preview. Starting with the quarterbacks here, because I want to obviously everything starts with the quarterback. Uh, I want to go to you first, Adam, for the Giants. And obviously, Daniel Jones is the guy in New York. Thirteen point five PP uh, points per game in in uh, fourteen games last year. Not great. The Giants have done a lot this offseason to give him everything he needs to be successful. So it's basically up to him now. You have Katerius Tony being drafted. I know much again. You love him. I Kenny Galladay, Saquon oh. Barkley's back in the fold. Uh, he's had fumbling and interception problems pretty much since he's been drafted. 
but he has the playmakers there to make the next step forward. And right now he's going QB 22 off the board after throwing for under 3000 yards and 11 touchdowns last year, but he did have the 400 yards on the ground. Uh, what are your thoughts about Daniel Jones? Is, is this a, could he make that way to borderline QB one? Uh, or is this a guy again that you're leaving on the waiver wire here? Well, look, if you play 16 games, Heath pointed this out on a recent podcast. If you play 16 games, you have a pretty good chance of being a borderline top 12 quarterback. So there's that. But if you just want to talk about per game, I don't think it's that hard for him to become startable. I don't really see how he's going to become great because Jason Garrett really likes to run the ball. I think what we saw from Gallman last year uh, was the Giants' tendencies toward the goal line is really to hammer the football in with the run. So I think touchdowns are going to be an issue for Daniel Jones, as they have been, except for about four games in his career where, almost, where most of his touchdowns have come. I mean, he's basically one touchdown a game. I, I forget the exact number, but you take away the three or four big games from Daniel Jones, and you're lucky to get one touchdown, maybe two on a rare occasion. Um, but the rushing totals are nice. He's sneaky athletic, and I think you leave him on your waiver wire in a one-quarterback league. In a two-quarterback league, it is a risk, but I would say it's a risk. It's so hard to see him getting benched, right? They're going to stick with him. Um, you said they gave him everything to, to you know help him out, but they didn't give him offensive line help, and the offensive line ha- was truly terrible last year. It was also very young. So if some of the younger players, they had three rookies in the rotation last year, if some of them can you know take a step up, that would be huge for them. They did lose Kevin Zeitler, though, who was probably their, their best offensive lineman. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I, I think you look at him around the 20th quarterback or so off the board because he is going to run a little bit, and they are they are kind of loaded, quasi-loaded with weapons <laughs> offensively. They don't have any incredibly great players, but they don't have serious weaknesses. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think he could be fine, but I just don't see how he has huge upside in a one QB league. So you don't think the rushing floor could potentially get him there and potentially also with more touchdown luck. I mean, he, he was in single digit touchdowns till the very end of the season. You don't think that combining those two, the, the potential, I know you said the potential would be there, but you're not. Luck is a strong word for not being good. Touchdown luck. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, Jason, I just don't really like Jason Garrett that much, but this is the second year in a system and that's going to help him. I'm just trying. So let's see. He had four touchdowns in one game, four in another, and five in another. So that is 13 touchdowns. And in his career, he has 35 in 27 games. So that's 22 touchdowns in 24 games, right? Other than the other than the three huge games that he had. So at this point, it doesn't really feel like luck to me. It just feels like he's not going to throw a lot of touchdowns. But Galladay could change that. Ingram is is a sleeper. I know you're going to get to sleepers, breakouts, busts. Shepard's reliable. Tony is probably a gadget player. I don't think he has a big year. And I don't love him that much because I hate the game. I know. <laughs> okay. um, but I did like the pick. I'm, I'm rooting for him now. I'm a Tony fan now. It's just there. You can make the case for so many quarterbacks. Look, I, if you just want upside, I, I would take right now, I would take Derek Carr over Daniel Jones. But if you're like, all right, whatever, I'm going to, this is a best ball league and I just want upside. He still has upside that other quarterbacks don't. He still has more upside than a guy like Derek Carr. I think he still has more upside than a Jared Goff, than these, these immobile guys, basically. Uh, so I just don't see any chance of him being like a top six quarterback. I don't, I don't see him taking that kind of Josh Allen leap or anything. But yeah, he could flirt with top 12 if everything goes right. 
Eric, I want to transition to you because we talked about upside and we talked about uh, guys that potentially could make a Josh Allen type leap. Jalen Hurts, a guy who is right now not even the guaranteed starter, if you want to put the, the quotes there. Hurts Joe showed Flacco, potential- Joe Flacco going to start over him? Yeah, he could. <laughs> I hate I hate this smoke screen of oh Jalen Hurts isn't the starter. They didn't move on from Carson. Hey, hey, Eric, Eric, do you want me to set you up before you talk? Okay, there you go. Okay, <laughs> Hurts showed his potential in Week 15 when he racked up 338 yards and three touchdowns through the air and 63 yards on the ground and a touchdown. I don't know. No, 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 no. I just want to hear Doc Doc spit. <laughs> Let me just say over his last four starts. Uh, he threw three interceptions, had six fumbles, very polarizing player this offseason. I've seen some put him as high as in the top five quarterbacks in redraft with that rushing upside. Right now, he's the QB 11 off the board after throwing for six scores and running three in three and a half games. 23.7 points per game, which made it, would have made him QB 7 if he basically kept that up through the season. He has the 10th easiest schedule going into next year. Go ahead, Doc. You have you want to talk about him? Take Take it away. So I hate the smokescreen of, oh, is Jalen Hurts the starter? You didn't get rid of Carson Wentz and create that whole controversy if he wasn't going to be your franchise moving forward. Now, he start and finished three games. And I say finished because that whole week 17 against the Washington football team, he averaged 282 passing yards and averaged 80 rushing yards. I think they gave him a little bit better weapons with Devonta Smith. Uh, I'm a Greg Ward fan myself. I think Dallas Goddard provides a little bit more consistency at tight end at this position. But I want to ask you guys this. Week 15, Jalen Hurts had 37.8 fantasy points. Is that going to be the best fantasy point game he has for his career? It better not be sitting on my dynasty team. Absolutely not. <laughs> Adam, what do you think? I, I mean, that's actually a – you're talking about four point per passing touchdown leagues? Yes. Yeah, and that's 43 points for him and six points per passing touchdown leagues. That's a hell of a game. So he could still have a really good career and never beat that. That was what? That was four touchdowns, 338 passing yards, and 63 rushing touchdowns and 63 rushing yards. Yeah, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and one guy that played against him in the semifinals because a guy <laughs> picked him off the waiver wire. I think he'll have a better game than that. But even yeah. if he didn't have a better game than that, he could still be a very, very fantasy relevant quarterback. There's no doubt he's going to have a better game than that. If you 37.8 is a lot. Well, if you say he's not, that's essentially projecting that he's never going to get better. A you guy that have- can all, he's, he's dual threat. He can run for over 100 yards in a game. He can score on the ground. Like he's, he's going to have bigger games than that. He could have 25 to 35 points every game for 16 game seasons, break the single season points for a quarterback and still not hit more than 37.8. But right, well, let's, let's my, 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 I was going to say my thoughts on him. I think he flirts with top 10. I think he's around quarterback nine, 10. I uh, just right. want to say Lamar Jackson did not have a better game than that this year. And not I'm, this year, last year uh, or two years ago, he would have He probably 42, 45, 46. He had two games in six point for passing touchdown leagues. He had two games that were better by mm-hmm. three points and two points. So that just 43 points or 37 points and four, that's a huge game. And it you don't is. have to be better than that. But, but if you do, it's, it's you all know. statflation. People's stats just always get higher. So in a few years, he's going to break it. Yeah. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah, there you go. Six, 600 yard passing games. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go to you. Or next uh, I want you to talk about the Washington football team here. Ryan Fitzpatrick played nine games and had over 2000 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. 
remember in some of those games he came in as a reliever and uh from mike taglier here fitzpatrick produced qb1 type numbers in 18 of 37 games over the last four years which includes seven games where he threw 18 or less passes he's qb27 off the board right now has the ninth easiest schedule with a great 12 through 17 schedule. If you haven't got a look at the opponents he's playing, it's going to be very fantasy relevant uh, if you have him and he's the starter at that point. He's projected right now for about 4,000 passing yards and 22 and a half touchdowns. So that seems like a pretty safe projection there. Brad, no. are you going over that? No, I'm going way under. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's watching his QB1 this year, but the team has expectations coming off a of playoff season and strong free agency moves. Uh, with expectation comes pressure, and with pressure comes a shorter leash. Um, Fitz doesn't exactly, you know, have the greatest track record of winning as a starter. So I'd probably take the under on him starting more than like eight games. You know, that's going to hurt his fantasy values. So Washington fans love to clamor for their backup quarterbacks to play. And Taylor Heineke showed some flashes of promise last year. Fitz finished, I think, like QB 27 in the ranks last year. So that's about like where I think he'd finish this year. They didn't even draft a quarterback in the draft. So I think that's more or less of a vote of confidence for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is, you know, obviously a bridge quarterback and more of a a show of confidence in Taylor Heineke and saying, okay, if we're going to see what you got, if we're going to see that you have anything, this is going to be the year that you show it. So I think Fitzpatrick is only a QB one kind of in, you know, preseason name. But I think after the season starts, he's actually going to be kind of the same role that Tua had, or he had with with Tua in, in Miami. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I want to go next to the Cowboys real quick here. And John, talk about these Cowboys here. Uh, we hear enough of them already, but we're going to talk about them here. Dak Prescott played in five games, and even though he got hurt, he was fifth in uh, points per game average at 27 points per game. He was first among quarterbacks at the time he got hurt. He was on pace to throw for 6,000 yards. Obviously, he would have slowed down, but still it looks like they're progressing from a Zeke-led offense to a Dak-led offense. He averaged career highs in yards per attempt and completion percentage. Right now, Fantasy Pros has him as the fourth quarterback going off the board. John, are you taking him as the fourth quarterback off the board, or is there someone else that catches your eye? No, I'm even going a little little higher, maybe. I saw he was going to be a full participant in training camp, which is only good news. And CeeDee Lamb is going to have another year under him, and it's probably going to come up later. But I think rookies last year who missed out on training camp are going to make huge leaps uh, when it comes to getting a full training camp, especially wide receivers where it's timing with the quarterback and everything like that. So I think that's going to work out fantastically in Dak's favor. And you stole some of my points. I mean, he was on pace for 6,000 yards. You don't expect him to do 6,000 yards next year, but it shows you what he can do. Adam does have that extra game. Adam, do you think, where are you ranking him <laughs> next year? Are you having him at QB4? Are you? I've, I've seen some people put him at like QB2 behind Mahomes. Where do you have him? Yeah, he he could certainly go as early as QB two. I think there's a great argument for a lot of quarterbacks at QB two. I would definitely, I, I'd probably put him QB five. Uh, take Mahomes one, and then I'm thinking Kyler two right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson three, Josh Allen four. I might flip that. So I'm looking at Prescott five. Okay, fair enough. I think that's right around. I think where again he's ranked QB four, so that that fits. Let's talk about some running backs, and we'll go a little quicker through these running backs here. Uh, so my question to you guys, we'll start with obviously going back to the Giants here. Saquon Barkley is a workhorse running back. Uh, right now, the guys behind him, you have Devontae Booker, Brad, your favorite guy, Raquel Armstead, <laughs> still in the league somehow. 
Corey Clement. So I'm not too scared. I mean, Devontae Booker, I'm sure, will take over the, uh, if I had the drop, da -da 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 Gall Man will take over his role. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Yes, love it. Uh, so Saquon Barkley. He's kind of been trending on Twitter recently. Uh, people kind of wondering how he's going to come back from all the off-season injury stuff that he's been dealing with. Um, where are you ranking Saquon Barkley uh, as far as are you taking him in the top three or four running backs? Do you see a fall in production from him or potentially uh, is he going to outperform where he's going? I don't see any justification for taking him ahead of Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. And in anything other than a full PPR league, I don't even think you can consider taking him ahead of Derrick Henry unless you just are believing that Derrick Henry is, this is going to be the year where it stops for him, you know? And and every running back who's rushed for 2,000 yards saw a pretty big decline, at least one yard per carry uh, the following year, uh, which would be pretty shocking if that happened to Derrick Henry. Um, but I still, you know, in a full PPR league, I'd take Barkley in a half or a non, I'd take Derrick Henry. Kamara is interesting. If it's Jameis Winston, I'd take Kamara. If it's Taysom Hill, I'd have to really think about that. And I think uh, that makes Barkley basically a top five running back. And with the potential to be, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think any running back has nearly as much potential as Christian McCaffrey. He's just, obviously anyone could finish number one. McCaffrey could get hurt again. But if everybody plays 16 games, I don't know how any, anyone touches Christian McCaffrey. He's LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, but other than that, there's no reason why Barkley can't be RB2, basically. Uh, it, I just hope he's healthy, and I don't I don't think that he's going to catch as many passes as people think, but in a 17-game season, I, I think he gets to 50, 55, something like that. He's not going to be an 80-catch guy or anything like that. Um, but yeah, he's tremendous, and just stay healthy, and uh, he'll be great. Are you, uh, are you projecting him to get his full workload then? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, it's interesting. I think he's one of those players that if I take him, I don't feel great. He's obviously he's shown when he's on the field, he can be productive. I'm just starting to get worried with the like, and I know there's been people clarifying that he's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be good to go. Um, but he, the injuries have been starting to mount already uh, in his career. And the Giants, like you said, Adam, the Giants offensive line isn't great. Uh, so is, are they going to be efficient? Like, you know, is it going to be a 20 for 62 and you're going to be hoping he gets two touchdowns type of deal? Um, I, I don't know. That that's the kind of the, the thing I'm a little scared about. Or, or do you feel the same if you take him? No, I'm looking forward to taking him. I'm I'm hoping I can take him. Uh, yeah, I'll take him ahead of Jonathan Taylor, for example. And I think a lot of people love Jonathan Taylor, and they should. Um, I I don't really. If he gets 20 carries, there's a great chance that he breaks one for 50 yards. <laughs> Not a great, yeah. chance, but a pretty good chance. He's probably the most explosive running back in terms of big plays. Maybe Nick Chubb. It's not like a per carry basis, but that's what Barkley does. So yeah, there are going to be some games that are like that. But like I said earlier, when I was talking about Daniel Jones, it's in Jason Garrett's DNA mm -hmm. to get running back touchdowns. I think Barkley, if he stays healthy, is going to deliver at his ADP. Doc, I want to talk about another running back that's kind of polarizing here, and that's Miles Sanders, who, let's be honest right now, I, Adam, I know you were really is high on the division <laughs> he's kind of polarizing. He's division every year. He's he's a guy that's that right now. Last year, I remember people were putting him up to the back end of the first round, and now he's going in round three in some draft. People really are down on Miles Sanders. Uh, I love him in this offense with Jalen Hurts and just using the read option. I think it's going to open up a lot more holes as you saw at the end of last year with him. But Doc, I'm curious with 
Miles Sanders, how, how do you feel about him? Because, I mean, this guy right here, he's, again, a guy that I don't think uh, is either going to be, he can, can make your draft or he can uh, ruin your draft. How do you feel about him? Uh, I like him, especially where he's going this year. Last year, not as much of a fan for the coaching reason as well. I think Doug Peterson never committed to one running back. I think you feel a little bit better with Nick Sirianni. I don't think he's ever going to be a 20 carry guy consistently. He only had 20 carries week one last year, but I think he's going to be a double digits kind of guy where double digit touches where he's getting between 15 to 17 last year, kind of like a diet Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers where he's going to catch four to five balls a game and maybe get 13 to 14 carries. Probably a good chance he gets in the end zone. And I think he needs the depth because I don't think he can be an every down back. All right. Fair enough, Brad. I want to go to you next. Let's talk about Antonio Gibson, who's everybody's darling. I don't think I've seen too much bad stuff talked about Antonio Gibson. Came on at the end of last year. He he just has J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber to compete with. Not true. Not true. Who am I forgetting? He's got Lamar Miller. They just got Jared Patterson. How did he not make my notes? Lamar Miller, of course. The ghost of Lamar Miller. Where is he ranked for you? All right. So, I mean, people want to assume that, you know, Antonio Gibson's got this workhorse role since he finished RB13 last year. But I think he's going to get a very similar workload to last year and, you know, split receiving roles with J.D. McKissick again and also share some carries with Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber. And then they had a rookie signing in Jarrett Patterson, who made his name in college last year with an insane 409 yards and eight touchdowns in one game. Um, The dude's electric. And to be honest, I think people are way too high on Gibson this year. The league has been long gravitating towards running back by committee. And I don't think Gibson's going to escape that, especially with his, you know, Swiss army knife skill set. So I I really think that, you know, he's not going to be some, you know, every down role at running back this year, the way people think he's going to be. John talking about committees, Zeke and Tony Pollard have been entering more and more of a committee the last couple of years here. Uh, Zeke, is obviously been beat up. His got obviously missed some games last year. Looked horrible without Dak. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do know that he went from being oh, a who's who's going to be his quarterback this year though. Is it going to be Dak again? I mean, it's going to be then, Dak, you, can ignore, then saying, you can ignore all those other games. Then you can I, I think all those he, other games. I think he also finished like RB six or something like that. Yeah, he had a, he had a strong beginning of the year with Dak, but Tony Pollard has, is a presence now. Tony Pollard, especially on passing downs, he's in there. He's explosive as you saw at the end of the year. He had some great games for him. I'm very curious because with Tony Pollard being an increasing factor, Zeke does not have the same explosive ability. At least it looks like he doesn't. John, are, where are you feeling about with Zeke right now? Because I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not scared at all. You said it. He started strong with Dak at quarterback. He had three touchdowns in his first three games. And you're, you're scared of Tony Pollard? Let me pull up like some of his <laughs> old rushing stats from towards the end of the game and, and see if that scares you too much. Give me two seconds, Adam. While he's because I think that. I saw something that was <laughs> great, nine great carries. Podcasting. I think there was something that was nine carries for twelve yards. If that scares you, David, I was going to say that somebody's gotta... got nine carries for twelve yards. I mean, the that, only game that, that Tony Pollard, the only game that Tony Pollard uh, started last year, he scored two touchdowns. Adam, yeah, and then he had he had it with such such great games of the last game of the season: five carries for fifteen yards, nine carries for twelve yards, eleven for thirty. Eight for twenty-two, four for twelve. What that scares me, Adam. Answer me this: If you're a Zeke owner, are you 
worried about Tony Pollard getting more of a, a snap percentage this year than in years past? No, no. I, I don't really look at it that way. He's more of a, of a normal backup now. Gets to dispel Ezekiel Elliott, and Ezekiel Elliott's not going to lead the league in carries. It's, it's not so much a power thing. It's just Zeke doesn't get quite the ridiculous workload that he used to get. But he still gets plenty of work, and as Dak and Dak Prescott would find him in the passing game, he was the number three running back in fantasy when Prescott was healthy. So there are questions about how good he is. He looks like he's. Uh, we already mentioned Le'Veon Bell. To me, I see some of the same trends where you're not seeing a lot of explosive plays anymore, and that's what really scared me off of Le'Veon Bell last year. But he was running back for the Jets. Zeke's on the Cowboys. They're going to score yeah. a lot of points. Also, they had one of the worst offensive lines in football last year, according to Pro Football Focus, one of the worst run-blocking offensive lines. That's got to be better this year. So um, I'm not worried about Pollard. The workload should be great. I think he's a late-round one pick. Adam, I was going to ask you, how much do you factor in like projected game scripts into your projections? I don't do projections. Uh, the good thing about Zeke is the good thing about Zeke is that game script doesn't matter. I, because he's their passing downs back, you know? So, and Dak loves throwing to him. Um, mm-hmm. It's better for them. They're, they're probably going to have a bad defense and then they might have to throw. You know, remember earlier in the year, they were f- facing like Atlanta. They were facing Seattle. They were facing these teams that got into these shootouts, gave up a ton of points and, and also scored a lot of points. It was just a weird start of the year. Dak was throwing like 50 times a game. Um, yeah. So I, 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 don't, I wouldn't take too much. Like you said, he was on pace for 6,000 yards. Just, the offense and the defense were both so ridiculous at the beginning of the year for the Cowboys, and it, it normalized. You know, and then there was the injury, of course. I just think I, I don't overthink it. I'm not going to do projections. I'm not going to project how many pass attempts, how many mm-hmm. rushes. I'm taking the lead running back who's going to get all the goal line work, who's going to work in the passing game. It's everything you want. It's everything mm-hmm. you want. I would draft him in the top five if I weren't a little bit worried about him just hitting that wall and being the next Todd Gurley or something like that. I, it's not going to fall off a cliff this year, but he's trending in the wrong direction. I'd be nervous about him in a dynasty league. I still think he has one great fantasy season left in him, though. Adam talking like that, he's going to be wanting to run through a wall. Uh, <laughs> so I want to stay with you there. Uh, we're going to skip over the pass catchers, rookies, all that. I want to go to kind of the 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 stuff here for time purposes. Let's go to the the breakouts, the sleepers, and the bus here for each team. And Adam. I, I've heard you try to explain this on the show before. I, I always feel like what's the difference between a breakout and a sleeper? And it's very hard to explain. I think, didn't you have a good way of explaining it? Cause uh, it, it's definitely hard to distinguish. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> sleep. I said it like such a, like a, such a weirdo sleepers. win you weeks breakouts, win you leagues, <laughs> oh, they, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. put that on some, some merch, man. Yeah, no, that's how I see it. I, a lot of people have different definitions. The, the bottom line is they both have great value on draft day, but I think you expect more from breakouts. You expect them to be closer to the top of their position. Sleepers, you expect to be, you know, number three wide receiver, or number two wide or something like that. Uh, breakouts, you expect to be potential stars. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Now we have a formula going forward. Default again, you gotta like etch that in stone for all the fantasy podcasts to follow. Be like, all right, this is how you distinguish them. But uh, <laughs> so who is a sleeper, a breakout, and a bust on the Giants? Because again, there's a lot of unknowns with all these new pieces in there. Yeah, the the sleepers I think are the easiest. To me, it's actually Evan Ingram. And 
I just see him, you know, and like the guys, uh, the CBS guys, they don't have him in the top 12. And I'm not going to draft Cole Komet. I'm not going to draft Adam Troutman. I'm not going to draft Mike Asicki over Evan Ingram. What I'm going to do is if, if I do not take a top seven tight end, I'm just going to wait and I'm going to take Evan Ingram. He's still one of the more talented tight ends. There's no reason why he can't be a top 12 tight end. And he still has the potential to be a top five tight end because quite honestly, they're, they're usually the top five is usually not actually it, it's really like five is typical of, of good tight ends. Top six tight end six is usually not that good. Ingram could be that he's still really talented. And I think everybody just assumes the targets are going down because Galladay is there, but why not him as the number two most targeted player on the Giants? So he's my sleeper. Breakout would have to be Daniel Jones. I don't, I'm not really believing it, but I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to have his best season. Um, I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to be as good as he was as a rookie. It would have to be Daniel Jones and a bust. Galladay in PPR just doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton of volume could see the target share be lower than what it was. He's a guy that's, that's been great with like 120 targets. Mm-hmm. This is a quarterback who doesn't throw touchdowns. So if Kenny Galladay doesn't get touchdowns in PPR leagues, he could really disappoint you. But I don't, I don't, I'm just saying that's the, the best candidate. I don't really think the giants have a bust because it's Barkley in round one and nobody else that anyone is all of that excited about. That's fair. I think Kenny Galladay is someone right now that play, people don't know how they feel about him, right? You know, that you're in an offense that, again, that likes to run the ball, as you said, with Garrett around the goal line. You're coming up, a guy that's missed almost all of last year with an injury, as questionable as it was. Uh, I could easily see him busting, especially it's not like his ADP is anything that you can get him at a steal type of value. So, no, I, I like those calls. And Doc, fairness to Daniel Jones, maybe he didn't throw touchdowns because he didn't have a Kenny Galladay. Maybe I, I really, you know, he could have thrown more touchdowns if they didn't give Gallman all the work down near the, near the end. Yeah. Zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. He still has a waste. Sure. It, look, <laughs> nobody, I, nobody knows, right? Galladay and, and Daniel Jones, you could, if you're the biggest optimist, and I'm not, but if you're the biggest optimist, you could draw the comparison. Was, was Daniel Jones really much worse than Josh Allen after two no. seasons? Does he have a number one wide receiver coming over from a new team and being drafted in round five or six and thinking, gosh, this team just runs the ball. There's not enough pass volume. The quarterback stinks. There's a chance for Kenny Galladay to be a sleeper at, you know, 50, 60, 70 overall, wherever he's going to end up. Doc, let's go to you next here uh, with the Eagles. Give me a sleeper, a breakout and a bust for the Philadelphia Eagles. So for me, my sleeper is Greg Ward. I think he's going to be the number two wide receiver, former former quarterback at Houston, dual threat. I mean, we've seen it with Terrell Pryor playing quarterback and then being a thousand yard wide receiver. If you're a talented football player, you'll find a way to get on the field. So, <laughs> talking about Greg Ward, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago when the Eagles lost everyone, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz. And they played the Packers in the playoff game. Greg Ward was making plays. I like that he, take. He got like 13 targets that game. Caught like eight balls. Why not Rager though? You think just so that's my that's my bust right there. Jalen Rager, when he got drafted, everybody said that was a bust, and they would have taken Justin Jefferson over him. He didn't even have that impressive a career in college. 576, 
1,061 and 611 receiving yards, never getting double-digit touchdowns. He's 5'11", so it's not like he's an end zone threat. His highest receiving yard last year was 52 in 11 games. And I think that's a big reason why they drafted Devonta Smith is because they knew that they hit the, uh, what's the expression, that they kicked the tire on Jalen Rager after year one. I'm sorry, Johnny. I am mesmerized by your cat in the background. <laughs> um, so it's interesting with Jalen with, uh, with Jalen Rager. You got to think he's the third option at best in the passing game. You got to think that Devonta Smith and uh, Dallas Goddard got to be the top two, right? So nah, Greg Ward is two. Dallas Goddard's three. Okay, there I'm you riding, go. So, I'm riding. I'm riding that train, baby. <laughs> so and then you also you have a team with Jalen Hurts that also is a running quarterback. Adam, is that does that worry you for any Jalen Rager truthers out there? Yeah, of course it worries me. I don't see how. I don't see how they're going to have three good options in the passing game. It's just no way. Mm. Uh, if Greg Ward is in fact the number two guy, I think that's. <laughs> I'm, look, I mean that's a that's fine. Like that's a great call. Stick with it. I, I don't agree with it, but that's your call. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not. I'm not saying that to be condescending. Oh, yeah, like, I like it. That and I Rager might just they're they're a bad first round draft picks all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, Rager might just be a total bust. Uh, but I think if Greg Ward is their second best option, that's that's bad for for Jalen Hurts. I think they need. Um, you know, I, I love Devonte Smith. I'd say he's going to be a hall of famer. I like, so believe in him, but he is a rookie. I don't know what, you know, you can't expect too much from a rookie wide receiver. Dallas Goddard. I don't think he's like a special player. He's pretty solid. Um, they kind of need Rager to do something, even if it's not fantasy relevant, they need, they need someone to do something. Greg Ward, I don't think is good enough to be the player that elevates Jalen hurts. And I don't think, I don't think that Greg Ward with Jalen hurts as his quarterback is good enough to be fantasy relevant. Uh, Adam, I don't want to, want to say. Adam, I love the uh, Marvin Harrison comparison for Devonta Smith. How do you like that? Well, it's an easy one to make, is because of the size. But what I love yeah. about what what I love about um, Devonte Smith is, you guys saw the video of the guy of the Giants fan put, breaking a hole in his wall when the Eagles took. Yes. If I had been single, and he wasn't single, so shame on him. But if I had been yeah. single, I probably would have punched a hole in my wall. Um, <laughs> He's so polished. He's so professional. You know, I mean, it just seems like he can run a lot of routes and he, he's just, even though he's my size, he's like a man amongst boys out there in college. I, th- I think he's going to be great. Um, yeah, Marvin Harrison would be a pretty damn good career, but I, uh, I'm pretty excited for him. Brad, I want to go back to you here. Give me your breakout bus and your sleeper for the Washington football team. The All right, I'll start version. with my... Uh... Yeah, I'll start with my uh, my my breakout first. Uh, I'm going to go Logan Thomas. Um, Logan Thomas was T9 last year, and I think he can make a leap with either Heineke or Fitz back there in a more quick hitting ball control type passing attack. And um, not necessarily because he's going to have, you know, these freak numbers. But after like T4, anybody that has a decent season can get like T5, you know, so it's it's really that's really my pick for for the the breakout. Um, the sleeper and the bust they're kind of tied together. I mentioned it earlier. My bust is going to be Antonio Gibson. I don't think he's the workhorse that he's being projected to be. Um, and my sleeper is going to be Jarrett Patterson. Um, he went undrafted. He's not somebody you know that was highly ranked, but I, I've seen him play, and he just reminds me a lot of Kareem Hunt. He's just very tiny. He's very powerful. He's quick. I mentioned that 400-yard, eight-touchdown game he had in college. 
He can catch out of the backfield. He can really do everything. And there's a reason they signed him as uh, an undrafted free agent in that backfield that already has like six or seven people on the, the depth chart. So I, I really like what he can bring. And I think they're going to they're gonna try to invest in him since uh, Bryce Love is no longer in the picture. Is this a Jared Patterson podcast now? <laughs> happily, happily. I'm, I'm in the be. fan club. Him and Zay Jones will light it up this year. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Well, John, the Zay Jones guy, why don't you tell us for Dallas, give us our sleeper breakout and bust. Yeah, I mean, sleeper, I don't know if he quite qualifies, but Jarwin, you know, he's knocked out really early, but that just gives him a ton of time to heal. And injury concerns means it's it's always somebody who can pick up late and in tight end. I mean, that could make a humongous difference. Uh, my breakout is CeeDee Lamb. I think he is going to be like the wide receiver one over there in Dallas. And I don't project pouting or Brad doesn't project poutiness, but but I do. And I think Cooper is going to get a little pouty uh, once C.D. Lamb becomes a wide receiver one. We've seen him disappear in games in Oakland and in Dallas. So I think, you know, he's uh, tied with bust with uh, Tony Pollard and his nine carries for 12 yards. How are you not going to call him his actual name? Oh, Marty Pooper? Oh, geez. There you go. <laughs> No, but if you're picking Tony Pollard for anything other than a handcuff, then he is going to be a huge bust for you. All right. Well said, everybody. Well said. We're going to finish out the show strong here. We've got first our question of the week. Talked about nostalgia, so I feel like I had to give that for you. Tell me, you, you know that one, right? 90s babies. I hate that song. You hate it? Why? <laughs> Stupid song. It sounds like Speed Racer. <laughs> That's a 90s song? That's a Adam, movie we should watch, Brad, starring John Goodman. Oh, uh, we should watch that. And Adam, what songs <laughs> hey, no do you like? I only, know, I only know what you hate so far. That's a 90s song? That's 1985, bro. Oh, no, I just said 90s babies. I don't know when the song <laughs> uh, came uh, out. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like a lot of songs. I, uh, I'm a big Chili Peppers guy. I, I love okay. 90s rock. Um, love the Foo Fighters. STP. Um, then I like some of the corny stuff like Third Eye Blind. Uh, collect- don't qualify it. There's there's no cool music. It's okay. All right, all right yeah. Uh, yeah, I Gin Blossoms. You guys know the Gin Blossoms? I don't, but I'll look into it. it now. You had me up Are until you then. Serious? Uh, never listen, heard of it. You're talking to me. I feel like not you by the Gin Blossoms. The Gin Blossoms, they just wrote these songs that were so likable. They were just so they could be played on any radio station. Like your yo, your mom would love it. I would. You, yeah. <laughs> Adam. I feel like once you heard no, your our mom age, would love it. I, I feel like once you heard our age, now we're just disappointing you. I mean, I. You, you ever a great seen, name for a band for what it's um, The Jim Blossoms. Yeah. You ever seen uh, um, uh, Empire Records? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they wrote a song. That, they have like the signature song of that movie uh till i hear it from you empire Chris towers was the music guy okay, you're not supposed okay. to be spitting this much music <laughs> right now empire records is like the breakfast club of the 90s i don't know if you've ever seen the breakfast club that movie terrible is- movie it's terrible it's terrible only terrible movie. Up in the 80s like the breakfast club uh empire records is probably like that too <laughs> i wouldn't like it but for everyone like my age 36 we love empire records well, this podcast is not sponsored by Empire Records. It's sponsored uh, by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is now an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. Use promo code Triple Play and get up to $50 of your deposit match when you become a new user and use that code. And if you're looking to win some cash, 
Make sure you follow the Triple Play Monkey Knife Fight shows every weekend to give you a 10 to 15 minute look at the gaming landscape with Mr. Bradley K's locks over there to help you win big. All right. Question of the week. Which current NFL player do you think would be the best actor? So, Adam, you're the guest. I'm going to go to you first. The movie of who for the NFL? Who's who's the guy? I think Juju. The movie of the who? <laughs> uh, Juju, starting Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he'd be great. Um, you know, he can play a lot of roles. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. He can dance. Um, he's charismatic. And this is a really hard question. So, I'm going to say Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, that's a good answer. I like it. Doc, what about where you are you going with that one? I'm going Antonio Brown. When you're an actor, <laughs> you need to sell your role. <laughs> Antonio Brown with the Raiders. Do you remember all of the stuff of, oh, I'm going to retire with my helmet. He gets in a fight, calls my, Mike Mayock. Uh, we're not going to repeat it. Then, it. Goes, then goes in the next day. It's not a bad one. <laughs> has, has a heartfelt apology to the team. And then the next day releases a video on social media. Everybody in that locker room said that they forgave him. We thought if his NFL career was over, he's on his best behavior in Tampa. And now it's only probably going to be a matter of time before he gets in trouble. We don't know if any of that was acting or if he is just that off kilter. It would definitely be a drama, whatever movie that is. That's what I'm saying. Antonio Brown's a great actor. Brad, where are you going for this question? I went I went in the same direction as Adam. I was like trying to think of the most charismatic people in the league. And since he hasn't retired yet officially, I'm gonna go with Marshawn Lynch. I think he's gonna be in like a a Daniel Day Lewis type role. I, I see him doing something dramatic and beautiful. He's just got that kind of skill set. So I'm gonna go Marshawn Lynch. I love that you called like, him beautiful. He, That's he, probably he, the first he, time he's ever been called that. Yeah. No, he would be great. Uh, that's, I mean, if you count him, I guess he technically didn't retire yet. So I guess that works. I'm imagining yeah. him in, in like in Lincoln or or my left foot or something. Oh, I, I, I assumed it had to be like a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah. <laughs> John, where, where are you going for this one? I if it was, could have been former, we could have just done an easy answer and said Namdi Asamoah, who starred in two movies. Ah, but good call. Um, he's he's been long retired. So I was going to say Juju because TikTok is basically acting these days but uh, i guess i'll have to go with with tom brady only because i'm sure like mark Wahlberg and all those guys will like just put him in like some buddy film as soon as he retires aaron Rodgers has it. actually been in like commercials and stuff he was right? in game of thrones for like two yeah seconds. he was in exactly there's that brady documentary coming out soon oh yeah, yeah but just just wait for like mark Wahlberg and matt damon and ben affleck just to put together a movie just to star with him uh side yeah. note this isn't football, but do you guys think LeBron James is going to be good in Space Jam? No. Well, <laughs> yeah, probably be bad. Not yeah, living up I, to Jordan. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good too. Like it, it's not like he's got some big shoes to fill. Michael Jordan wasn't this great actor. Can you imagine him? Like, I think there's a scene where he's like falling down a ship. He's like, ah! I feel like it's going to be yeah. such a fake. Like, <laughs> those are always awkward to do, though. I can't yeah. imagine doing like voiceover for a, a children's film. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's. I, I would throw Gronk in there too. I feel like Gronk would be an awesome actor. He I, he might feel like already been in something. I'm just forgetting. But all right, last segment of the night, our game of the week. Boom! All right. Wow. You bring game. a CBS guy on and you play that music, huh? <laughs> and we had to pay for that, David. I was no, gonna say, yeah. Soundboard. I. What's which sound do you do you guys play? I forget. Oh, uh, we just we have a little intro that you know. Do I have it? 
Well, David, I thought you listened to CBS Pod, bro. All today from CBS. Oh, oh no, I didn't know you played the. Uh, no, something about for like a game when you guys like do Jeopardy. He means. Oh yeah. no, I don't play anything really. No, we got to get you the. Uh, you got to get the Jeopardy. Wait, drop. David, we're playing Jeopardy, and you didn't just do Jeopardy. No, no, no. I was saying he always does Jeopardy <laughs> on the show, and. Uh, this should have been a music podcast from the jump. There we go. No, we could, we could play that if we wanted to talk about the Packers. All right, well then, so the game isn't Jeopardy. Uh, The game is a triple play favorite. How this game works is called the name game. I'm going to read a clue, and you must tell me the two players involved with a name connector. So I'm going to give you an example of one. Part of a two-headed attack in the passing game for New England and a sophomore wide receiver expected to try and make a leap to fantasy relevance. And the answer would be, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry Ruggs. Ruggs. Okay. The okay, third. Like so you have the connector in between the names. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is like a before and after on Wheel of Fortune. And I love that. Category. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually, I didn't even think of it like that. No, that's actually really good. It's, it's a Jeopardy question too. They do that. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I have seven. Um, and then I have an emergency one if we need it. And actually, no, I have seven. So well, there's no emergency one. All right, so the, the, the clue I'm going to give you guys is they are all offensive players, so I didn't throw any defensive players after the debacle from one time that you guys could not guess. Levante well, I wasn't David. there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you also then, put a kicker in there. Come on. <laughs> and then one of the players is retired, but they're a, they're a relevant name. Okay, so one you, current offensive player. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you buzz right. in with your name? Yes. Okay. Number one. Known as the pass-catching handcuff and recently joined a champion, the other was a former Ravens running back from Temple that backed up Ray Rice. Uh, Adam. Go ahead. Giovanni Bernard Pierce. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Eric, you really. might go down. You might go down. Uh, you know what? He beat me by two seconds because I was going to buzz in. Two seconds uh, is a long time in these games, Eric. Yeah. Number, Number two. Guys. The king of slants. And a physical runner who's known for his time with the Jets and the Bears. Michael Tom- is- Eric, Eric. Okay, go ahead. Michael Thomas Jones. Yeah, there you go. Nice job. Number three, the most decorated quarterback of all time and one of the biggest busts of all time. John, Tom Brady Quinn. Oh, nice John on the board. Ah. I felt bad about saying Brady that. because a colleague of mine. So. I was going to say, I felt bad about saying that. <laughs> oh, I'm a little jealous right now. I feel like Very I should nice be able to get guy. one. Love <laughs> number four. Very handsome, that guy. Oh, yes, he is intimidating to be around. Is he I really? Imagine. You're just, he's just like he's so good looking, and you're just like, <laughs> wow, I, I could never be this good looking. So, the jaw, the jaw on the man, huge, right? The jaw is humongous. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it comes, it comes through the screen like a 3D image. Yeah, <laughs> oh, 3D TVs were a thing, yeah, 3D years. TV. Oh, man, yeah. Brady so, Quinn's jaw. All right, shout, well, shout out, shout out, Brady Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't actually think Brady Quinn. Boss, if you're listening, me. we'd love to have you on. We'll talk about your jaw. <laughs> all right, number four, a big-bodied first-round pick in 2020 that gets no separation, and a slot receiver that was known for his time in Atlanta. Can you read right, the clue again? Huh? Can you read the clue again? Yeah. A big-bodied first-round pick in 2020 that gets no separation. Ah, okay. And a slot receiver known for when he played in Atlanta. Brad. Go ahead. 
Kelvin Benjamin. I'm already telling you you're wrong, so. All right. I, I know mine's wrong, too. Is it Moosin Muhammad Sanu, but that would have been a fun one, that, too. That's a good one. He's, oh, he's, good. he's way too old for 2020, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a rookie uh, wide receiver last year. You said the big body receiver was where? Got drafted by... Huh? Yeah. yeah. He got drafted by New England. Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, oh, I got it. Eric, Eric, Adam got that Adam, one. Adam, Nikhil, Harry, Douglas. Adam got it. Adam got it. Well, let's well, go. I rung in with my name. He, I said, the he said the answer first, which did is I kind of David, Did I I heard. I think I heard it in the uh, in the ruckus over there. So I'm gonna give it to him. Why don't we just call it a draw? And you gave too many. No, 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 no draws. No draws. I'll, I'll give you guys each a split. You guys each get a half oh. point for that one. All right, All right nice job, Adam. Dave, Dave, regret Dave. that when they tie. All right, we got <laughs> three left. Next one: a forgotten man in the current Broncos passing game, and a former Redskins quarterback that got sacked more than any quarterback I think I've ever seen. That that's not a real stat, Dave. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know I was giving stats. Number one is retired and one is current. He's at best the fourth option in the Broncos passing game and a former Redskins quarterback that got sacked more than any other quarterback I think I've ever seen. Hmm. The Broncos player had a big year this past year because Cortland Sutton was hurt. <sighs> yeah. Eric. Go ahead. Tim Patrick Ramsey. Boom. Oh, that's good. You got it. That was good. Nice one. Eric, pulling that one from his back pocket. There we go. I that's thought like, you were talking that's about like the like, third retired player you've dropped here. No, no. I, I was said, trying to I was trying to think of like Sage Rosenfels and Jason Campbell. I was doing I was thinking John weird. Beck. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I said each one had one current player and then one former player, but they'll oh, both gotcha. be off. All right, all right. Yeah, each this one has a current current and a former player. Oh, all I didn't right. even put that together. Okay. All right. You should have right. mentioned that. I did. Was that was that not? No, clear? I thought you meant you. We had one total, and then I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, Bernard Pierce thought. is still playing somewhere. Am <laughs> on an island here, or was that? Was that you are on an island. One? Okay, all right, fair enough. Last two, a running back slash wide receiver offensive weapon for the 49ers, paired with a quarterback who stole money from the Minnesota Vikings at the end of his Eric. career. Go ahead, Debo Samuel Bradford. Nice job. Well, Bradford. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. You're good at this game. Because that was Thank you. Uh, a bit of a reach. <laughs> his name's I, Sam. I mean, I was like, name. I was like, do people ever call him Samuel? I mean, if you go to his player, I'm, I'm card, still offended that your Bradford. hint was this Redskins quarterback was sacked a ton, which would be any quarterback from the past 20 years. All right. Well, how would you Sam, give a clue for Patrick Ramsey? Sam Bradford also did not steal money here and that. Okay, fair, fine. Last one. Has the best high school and college tape, I think, on YouTube, a return threat, and a guy who is known for having had a ton con of concussions, and that Eric, Chris Berman screamed Eric, every time he caught the ball. Eric, Tavon Austin Collie. Oh. No, dude, you cheat. You are like, this is quiz show. You guys don't know that reference, but that's about somebody who cheats on a game show. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they, they are, are related. Brothers. So, They're yeah, brothers, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is quiz show right here. That is impressive. <laughs> that is impressive stuff. 
I, I see another it. another vague hint from David. This guy has a cool highlight tape. Check yes, it out. Avon <laughs> Austin has the best college highlight tapes. It's unanimous. See, Everybody knows that. That's brother stuff. That's like inside stuff. I it's think, not. It is I not inside. You stuff. guys talk about Tavon Austin's like high school and college. Exactly. Exactly. You ever play the game Taboo? No, no, yeah. no. How do you play Taboo? <laughs> You never play that because you guys would be great at that. You have you've got like the inside connection. Oh, is that the game where I give a clue sure. and then yeah. you have to guess what it is? Charades on the card that you can't say, but you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, early surprise 60th birthday party. They were serving this. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hundred hundred million dollar pyramid or whatever it is. That's what, that's what I do. That. Yeah, same yeah. concepts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Next time I'll make sure it's that's one of Eric's better games. I'll make sure I we, we have a bunch of different ones we'll do here. They, but got, they got the brotherly connection there. It's not fair. That's fine. Uh, well, Adam, truly appreciate you coming on the show, man. Your presence was an absolute present. Uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. This is actually a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Great to be here. Thank you, man. And um, I know obviously everybody knows about the CBS Fantasy uh, Football Today podcast, but can you tell everybody maybe if there are any fun projects you guys are doing you want to promote uh, or where they can find you on Twitter or anything like that? Sure. Twitter at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. We also have Fantasy Football Today in five. It's a five-minute show every morning, uh, Monday through Friday for now. We'll have, I think, eight episodes per week during the season. And every Tuesday night, we have a live stream on YouTube, youtube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. You can also watch all of our podcasts there. But uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, we have a live stream answering your questions. So it's like a live Q&A. Um, that's going to be going on for the next few months and uh, getting you ready for your drafts. So um, everybody have a great, uh, hope everybody has a great holiday weekend and it's been a pleasure to be on. And hopefully those of you that have not heard fantasy football today, hopefully you'll uh, stop by. The number one, number one podcast, even though you guys trashed me on a take last year. (laughs) (laughs) It's still my favorite pod. What was the take? I said Debo Samuel would be a top fifth or not. I'm sorry. Uh, CD Lamb would be a top 15 PPR wide receiver. Uh, and you guys, <laughs> hey, you could have been right. You it was close. Been. It was close. Yeah. yeah. But no, you guys are awesome. I, I, again, my favorite pod, Jamie and uh, and Heath have been on the show too. And they're, you guys are all awesome. So Thank you. we really um, appreciate it, man. But uh, stay tuned. We're going to be back tomorrow, actually, with the executive president of the NFL Players Association. That is Demoris Smith. He's going to be joining us tomorrow. For the third time, David, over there. He has to keep (laughs) scheduling it, but his uh, his agent emailed me back. We're good to go for tomorrow. So we are all set for that. So make sure you guys check that out. Until then, we're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul buns. Catch you all later.